Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I thought we were finished with this nonsense, but no, we are not. A school in Alabama suspended a first grader for pretending his fingers were a gun during a game of cops and robbers with another student. Jared Belcher said his six-year-old son was suspended from Bagley Elementary School in Jefferson County, Alabama. The first grade student was reportedly suspended for using his index fingers as a gun. The horror! (laughs) Uh, The dad said he was called by school administrators and he was instructed to remove his young son from school for the alleged infraction. Uh, I mean, it wasn't alleged. He did it. I asked her, uh, well, did he threaten anyone? Uh, no. Was there violence? Uh, no. Was there any indication of a current or a future threat? Uh, no. Well, this kind of seems benign to me. Sounds like two students playing. And she said, uh, yeah, but in this climate, this day and age, we have to take all incidents very seriously do you well yeah yeah we do uh the school claimed that the boy committed a 3.22 threat (laughs) i'm sorry a 3.22 threat violation which the student and parent handbook for bagley elementary defined as making a threat or intimidation of another student but it wasn't a threat or intimidation of another student they were playing anyway uh the potential violations include a threat to do serious bodily harm or violence to another student by word or act cyberbullying or intimidation that may induce fear into another the handbook gives examples such as a threat to kill maim or inflict serious harm a threat to inflict harm involving the use of any weapon explosive firearm knife prohibited object or other object which may be perceived by the individual being threatened as capable of inflicting bodily harm i guess that's what it is when you have a finger gun as a 3.22 threat violation uh you are uh you're are, you have an object which may be perceived by the individual being threatened as capable of inflicting bodily harm <laughs> the other boy was also suspended as they were playing cops and robbers so now apparently the school administrators have can contacted the family and said hey you know we've downgraded it to a class two violation Are you kidding me? I I thought we were done with this kind of stupidity. If there was ever a reason to homeschool your children, this would be it. Uh, He's hired an attorney, uh, and they fired off a letter demanding that the school system immediately and publicly confirm that this will be removed from his child's record, disciplinary action, or other sort of report from the boy's record. Yeah, um, here's a way to do that. Don't worry about it and take your kid out of that school. (laughs) Uh, So the boy, I guess, is permitted to return to school, but uh, a little bit too late for that. Uh, A little bit too late for that. Just maybe all we're asking for is just a tad bit of common sense. But that is not possible in today's world, is it? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it at all. Welcome! 
Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So it is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. It started yesterday and it runs through the 16th of this month. So no one appreciates truckers more than this show, Chewing the Fat, and your host, Jeff Fisher. Really, I mean, every day is Trucker Appreciation Day here on Chewing the Fat. No question. You know, the truckers are a lifeblood of America. I see congratulations are in order for a truck driver named Tim Dean. Tim Dean out of Nebraska is being congratulated for racking up 5 million miles without a single accident during his 35-year career. Congratulations to Tim Dean. He works for Werner Enterprises out of Omaha and is only the second person in his company's history to reach this figure. That's the equivalent of 10 return trips to the moon. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Five million miles without an accident. Now I'm looking at, well, I wonder, you know, how good a deal that is. Now there was a driver out of Oklahoma that racked up 10 million safe miles. That's pretty amazing. And of course, his name is Larry Miles. Uh, He's been around the world over 400 times in a truck, 10 million miles, without a single incident or accident. Pretty impressive. Now, there's some other drivers uh, that have, you know, done 9 million safe miles. There have been some drivers that have done 6 million safe miles. And there was another guy out of Georgia that did 5 million safe miles. Uh, The 6 million mile truck driver was out of Memphis. And the uh, 10 million mile was out of uh, Georgia. And then there was a the 9 million mile truck driver... I believe was out of the great state of Mississippi. So anyway, congratulations to the latest uh, history setter at 5 million miles, Tim Dean. 5 million miles. That's a lot of miles to drive without an accident. No question about that. So congratulations and uh, congratulations to all truck drivers as you are the lifeblood of America on during, not just on, but during National Truck Driver Appreciation Week that runs through yesterday, September 10th through September 16th, 2023. So incredible. Uh, If yesterday was 9-10, that makes today 9-11. I mean, yeah, I know that's the way the calendars work. So uh, incredible that it's been 22 years since 9-11. We just had remains of two 9-11 victims of the World Trade Center attack identified uh, ahead of today's anniversary, bringing the number of victims identified to 1,649, with over 1,000 still missing. So rest in peace to everyone that uh, lost their lives during the World Trade Center attack. And you all remember 
if you were alive where you were on that uh, horrific day. I see where the Performing Arts Center uh, is going to open today, envisioned 20 years ago to add vibrancy and draw people to a place of devastation and mourning. The Perelman Performing Arts Center is finally arriving at uh, Ground Zero. The site uh, has uh, the new skyscrapers and located in a neighborhood that now has more residents than before the attacks. Wow. And so, I mean, millions visit the memorial and the museum every year. The organizers uh, call the space Pack. NYC and believe that it has an important role to play in the one of the most sensitive historic spaces in the United States. I've been to the memorial. Uh, you know, I've worked in New York for a number of years and went down there. I wasn't working there during the attacks. I was working in uh, Tampa, Florida at the time. And anyway, it's just uh, uh, you just it's some place that you will never forget, and the feelings you have when you're there are just overwhelming so uh do what you have to do to get through this day and uh, remember the horrific <sighs> terror attack on the world trade center on 9-11 and of course all the other lives that we lost uh the pentagon crash uh, the crash in pennsylvania i mean it's just a horrific day and uh, i don't want to relive it i it, just talking about it brings back this incredible memory of that day and that time in our country's history and so so much of our country was together after that terror attack and uh wow have we come a long way to rip the fabric of america apart since that time haven't we all right let's go to the break room uh i need something cold to drink desperately Most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. I mean, store-bought soap, uh, you know, it's going to get you clean. But while it's doing that, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you got to keep buying products like lotions and stuff made by, I don't know, the same company. Soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. That's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap, and he's been making it the right way ever since. If you want your skin to be clean, but also to retain its moisture, you're going to need goat soap, and you'll want Quinn's goat soap. Quinn and his family are very proud of their product, and they want you to know about it. And good for Quinn for being such a young entrepreneur. He's done something most kids his age would not or maybe even could not do. He started a business. I mean, I love Quinn Pittman and his story. I mean, he's living his own American dream. I've used the soap. I love it. And you should check them out as well. Go to QP goatsoap.com use the promo code jeffy get 10 percent off your total order right now qpgoatsoap.com quinn pittman goat soap so it's qpgoatsoap.com use the promo code jeffy and get 10 percent off your total order qpgoatsoap.com promo code jeffy so we talked last week about the escaped murderer, Danilo Cavalcante, and uh, he is still uh, 
on the run. We have not found him yet. <laughs> uh, we keep seeing him on different door cams, but we can't seem to catch him. Now, I know that they were using cars and helicopters and they've been broadcasting a message in Portuguese from his mother urging him to surrender, as I believe he speaks uh, Portuguese spanish and some english so but his mother obviously is speaking in portuguese asking him to turn himself in we saw him again on another uh, door cam and uh, we don't know he's clean shaven now he's wearing a green hooded sweatshirt a black baseball cap green prison pants and white shoes they believe that he found the sweatshirt from a van he stole, which he drove until he ran out of gas. They don't know where he shaved. <laughs> uh, but we're still on the lookout. Uh, apparently, he reached out to some old friend that wasn't home at the time. And so they're still, uh, they're still searching for him. And he has not been found. So, you know, if you're in Pennsylvania, uh, keep your eyes up. Uh, he's five feet tall, weighs 120 pounds. He uh, is, you know, is an escaped murderer from Pennsylvania, and he's wanted for murder in Brazil as well. So he's a, you know, a dangerous man who they can't seem to find. I really find that so strange that we just can't find this guy. But uh, he's still on the run, and be safe out there in uh, Westchester or Phoenixville in Pennsylvania, and uh, make sure your vehicles stay locked at all times. I love the picture of the van that he stole. Uh, it was found abandoned uh, behind some barn in uh, uh, Nantamil Township, and I love Nantamil Township in Pennsylvania, uh, but they have it up on a tow truck. Uh, flatbed and all these people are standing around taking pictures with their phones <laughs> yep that's the van he stole <laughs> uh, maybe you ought to help the people find the escaped prisoner how about that no no that's now we're gonna still gonna take a picture of it okay all right so good luck stay safe I mean, maybe they could use the new 50 million dollar situation room at the White House so they just made a brand new situation room. It took them a year and cost $50 million. Everything is new. The entire facility was demolished. Wow. And it cost them $50 million. It's uh, small and large changes to the most famous sensitive compartmented information facility in the world. Okay. Also known as SCIFs to a small group of reporters. Uh, they let some people in, uh, take some notes and show them around a little bit. <laughs> uh, just incredible. And one of the things that they highlighted was the new lighting and new interchangeable magnetic office of the president and vice president seals and sleek monitors that can now instantly access intelligence information. Yeah, they can't tell whose cocaine it was at the White House, but we can do all that. And we have, I mean, holy cow, $50 million. And we got uh, interchangeable magnetic office and president and vice president seals. Whoa. I know it's the room where, you know, the commander in chief discusses all the vital secrets of, you know, the military. I got it. No phones are allowed. In fact, no electronics at all are allowed. 
Oh, oh, really? Yeah. In fact, a couple of reporters that were on the tour were told to hand over their Apple watches after forgetting to remove them before entering. <laughs> no one without the right clearance can be allowed to hear or see what goes on behind the doors. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, I mean, we all remember this. This is the the room where uh, we had uh, we saw Obama and uh, Vice President Biden and top generals monitored the Bin Laden raid. Now that's gone. Okay. Now they took all that out because that's going to show up at the Obama Presidential Center in Jackson Park, Chicago. <laughs> we'll get to see that room. Oh, that's so special. That's so great. That's so nice. And now it's the historic space that was there is now occupied by two small little breakout rooms the size of storage closets that each contain a computer and telephones for cabinet secretaries and other top officials to make calls as needed. Now there's a glass phone booth that was located in the complex just outside the conference room. That's been moved to a storage facility because that's going to show up in the future Biden presidential library. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, we're going to shove an old phone booth for Joe. Maybe he's on the phone with Hunter in the phone booth. I don't know. I don't know. So they made all these changes to uh, the uh, the secret room. It took them a year, and they have $50 million spent on this room. That's that's great. They showed off the hallway that uh, is now lined with... Uh, <laughs> Okay, it's got new stone lining that came from a quarry in Virginia and is carved in one section of the with the great seal of the U.S. The mahogany wood panels came from Gaithersburg, Maryland Company. That's a member of the Rainforest Alliance. That's special. And monitors inside the primary conference room and throughout the suite display the time for the president's current location, local and other locations around the world deemed relevant by the situation room director because uh, you have a, you know, hey, you, can, you can't look at a computer and see what time it is in Tehran or Iran or Kiev or, you know, Niger. No, you need to have this special in the room. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. 50 million bucks for this room. It better be safe. I'll tell you that. It better be safe. Now, I know they have the watch floor, and that got a facelift as well that gave them some more desks. And, of course, uh, it also, you know, you have places for every branch of the military. Uh, intelligence analysts, technicians, video operators, State Department aides have seats on the watch floor. And they work in shifts to monitor global and national intelligence. And occasionally, it says on the story, cable news yeah i bet <laughs> i bet Ooh, and it also has a glass box where they can push a button and the glass frosts over yeah we haven't seen that on any television show ever so you know i'm happy that we've got this taken care of for 50 million dollars all for the safety of our president i know i know i get it don't look at me like that but it just seems like for $50 million, I hope they, I hope that what we're being shown is not even close to how safe this room is.
And I will say I like the picture of President Joseph Robinette Biden uh, with the scissors in hand getting ready to cut the ribbon into the new situation rooms. So we had a big ribbon cutting ceremony as well. So that's that's fantastic. The ribbon does not look like it's worth 50 million, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who died today? Who died today? Robert Klein, the man who wrote the script for the comedy classic Weekend at Bernie's, which we many believe we are still living today at the White House, has died at the age of 81. Rest in peace, Robert Klein. Believe he passed away. No, it said in the story it was kidney failure. Stop it. He did not die of that. Uh, so rest in peace, legendary comedy screenwriter Robert Klein, dead at the age of 81. Well, it finally happened for good. Uh, Nike is uh, permanently closing its store in Northeast Portland, Oregon, citing safety and security issues, and they're vacating the old retail space. The Seoul District Business Association announced in a news release on Friday that Nike had said the company would be closing the store. Have a nice day. Uh, We are going to be reimagining the retail space. Uh huh, and uh, we are considering future locations as part of this community. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The mayor Ted Wheeler, who uh, said he has been working with Nike to ease its safety challenges, uh, really has not done a good enough job. Uh, the city would not provide off-duty police officers from the Portland Police Bureau. Do they even have enough police officers to provide off-duty police officers as security? No. He claimed that uh, hey, we've worked tirelessly and in good faith. And for almost a year for to offer creative solutions to these safety challenges. And uh, ultimately, the city cannot offer Nike or any other private business with dedicated off-duty Portland police uh, officers due to staffing shortages. Exactly. They don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, I, commit, I remain committed to supporting Nike's future. Do you? Do you, Mayor? Okay. So, reporting according to this report, Portland has lost a billion dollars between 2020 and 2021 as residents left the city amid crime and rampant homelessness. Wow. And retail theft has seen an uptick in several cities across the country. Yeah. Including Portland. Portland. Uh, yeah. No kidding. So, let's f- help fix that problem, shall we? I don't know, maybe by just following the law instead of letting uh, shoplifters and criminals go. Uh, Maybe we start uh, following the law and then maybe we can shut down some of these criminals. 
people when people think that they're not going to be prosecuted or even be arrested they tend to do the things that they would normally not do for fear of prosecution or arrest i know i know it's weird but that's the way it works Oh, and I see we have some breaking news. Uh, Disney and Charter Communications announced that the companies have struck an agreement to end the uh, closely watched carriage dispute, a move that will restore access to channels like ESPN and ABC to the nation's second largest cable television provider, nearly 15 million subscribers. As part of the agreement, Disney will provide the advertiser-supported offering to Disney Plus to select charter television packages. ESPN Plus will be included for more premium subscriptions and as will ESPN's forthcoming direct-to-consumer service. Yeah, I mean, people were getting pissed. They missed football this past weekend. And now we're coming up on this huge Monday night game on ESPN. So the people who have uh, Charter uh, are happy about this deal. Um, this We'll see uh, you know, what comes of it, uh, how long it will last. But uh, ultimately, Disney agreed to the historic deal, offering Charter subscribers access to services such as Disney plus our collective goal has always been to build an innovative model for the future said bob Iger. uh-huh uh and they were shaking hands uh he and chris winfrey charters chief executive uh said in this in their joint statement this deal recognizes both the continued value of linear television and the growing popularity of streaming services while addressing the evolving needs of our customers does it though does it we'll have to wait and see if that's actually true or not but for now uh if you have charter uh you will see nfl football tonight so and any other programming on abc so good for you and speaking of football i mean it was great we had college football all weekend we had nfl football all weekend well it wasn't all weekend we had college all day Saturday. We had NFL all day yesterday. And we have the big Monday night game between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets tonight in uh, in New York celebrating 9-11. And it's Aaron Rodgers' uh, opening night as a New York Jet. It's going to be, you know, incredible. Uh, they, uh, they'll be honoring, uh, you know, all the first responders and paying, uh, paying tribute to all that lost their lives on this date. And we'll get a football game as well. We had a football game there last night as the New York football giants took on the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys crushed the giants. I mean, 40 to nothing. You don't see games like that in, in, in the NFL, man. Wow. It was not pretty. And it started out pretty reasonable. It looked like the giants were, you know, moving. They moved the ball. They drove down the field. They were going to kick a field goal. And then they had a field. They had that field goal blocked and ran back for a touchdown by the Cowboys. And then that was like the end. It was over. The giants were completely done. They had an interception run back. I mean, it was just, it was an ugly, ugly night on top of which it was raining and storming in New York. Uh, just pathetic. And if ever there was an example of why NFL stadiums need to be domed, last night was it. The games mean too much. And if it's storming in New York tonight, 
It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be, they're going to be there to honor 9-11, this horrible day in America history. And they're going to have this huge football game between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers, uh, his first uh, start as a New York Jet. And the Bills believe it's their season. And it's going to be huge. And if it storms and raining, it's going to be terrible. Which is why these stadiums need to be domed. There's so much money involved. The games mean too much to be worried about stupid weather. I get it. If you're an old school football fan, oh, it's a football. It should be playing. It should be winter and cold and sunny and hot and rain and windy. Uh Uh-huh. Should it? I mean, we're already canceling some college games because of weather. But okay, I'll give you high school and I'll give you college not to be in dome stadiums. But it's inexcusable that the National Football League would allow new stadiums to be built for teams to play in in the NFL and not have them domed. They're building a brand new stadium for this very team that's playing tonight, the Buffalo Bills, in Buffalo, New York, and it's not going to be doomed or not going to be domed. They are doomed. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, domed, doomed, disgusting. The three Ds. Man, I can't take it. It doesn't make, it makes zero sense to me how this can be allowed, but that's where we're at in America, so have at it. And as long as we're talking about st- sports, we could talk a little bit about Luis Ribeles, the uh, Spanish Soccer Federation president. He has finally resigned. He's been fighting this the whole time for his little kiss after the World Cup, and uh, he has been rejecting calls to resign after uh, after he forcibly kissed the star player Jenny Hermoso well you know it was a there was a celebration and he overreacted do i think he needed to resign no but they certainly did and they made it very hard on him and he fought it all along i know uh i know Hermoso has filed a formal sexual assault complaint i don't know What's going to happen with that now that he's finally resigned? But he said he can't continue his work and that his family has suffered the effects of persecution excessively and as well as many falsehoods. (laughs) Yeah, the falsehoods of you should have been stepped down uh, long ago and you didn't. So that's the fight you're in. Have a nice day. (laughs) And uh, so he's out. He finally gave in and said, fine, I quit. So, see you later, Louise. So, I don't remember if I talked about this when it first happened, but the uh, Brights Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee, and no one supports zoos more than this show, uh, Chewing the Fat and me, Jeff Fisher. They announced uh, a few weeks ago that they had uh, a birth of a spotless giraffe. And people were all excited and wound up and they were saying how rare it is and what a wonderful thing that Bright's Zoo had the only spotless giraffe in the world. Not so fast. Uh, The Giraffe Conservation Foundation photographer uh, Eckhart 
Damasius, uh, who snapped a photo of a spotless giraffe running wild with its mother in Nambia. So, uh, it's not so rare after all. I mean, okay, so there's two. Yeah, all right. But there isn't just one. And so Bright's Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee can say that they have a rare, a very rare spotless giraffe. But no, there's a wild one in Nambia and uh, we've got a picture of it. It's running with its mother. So uh, get over yourself. <laughs> It was seen the near the Mount Ekjo Safari Lodge in Nambia, and I, I, Nambia is beautiful this time of year. So, uh, not so fast, Bright's Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. Sorry, but uh, you don't have the only one. Very sad. I mean, it's really weird looking, and it's not say weird looking. It's different looking to see this giraffe without spots on it. And uh, it's just a solid colored calf running around. The both the one at Bright Zoo and the one in Nambia. So it's kind of strange. I don't know what it means. Is it good luck? Is it bad luck? I don't know. Is it just uh, the luck of the draw? Uh, does do the spotless giraffes become the outcasts of the giraffes, or are they the leaders? I don't know. I'm guessing normally that uh, when you look different in the giraffe world, same as the human world, you're the outcast. So I feel kind of sorry for the uh, spotless giraffes. Maybe, uh, maybe the one in Nambia can be shipped off to Bright Zoo and they can be friends and they could just have the only two spotless giraffes in the world at the Bright's Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. Oh, there's an idea. Or maybe Bright Zoo can ship it off to the uh, the Safari Lodge in Nambia. Wonder which one will happen first. So now they're making a big deal out of uh, circuses using holograms as animals. Wait, what? Yeah. So they have a German circus now that has replaced live animals with holograms. So remember when the circuses came to town and it smelled of elephant dung and sawdust? Yay! Well, you still get the clowns and you still get the acrobats and the magicians, but you don't get the animals anymore. Very sad. So due to concerns over animal welfare, Germany's uh, Roncalli Circus stopped using lions and elephants in 1991. Very sad. I, I'm i very sad about that. I mean, the American circuses or, you know, the greatest show on earth uh, stopped using them, uh, you know, a number of years ago. But it was after 1991. They uh, completely removed live animals altogether in 2018. They found it was no longer appropriate to show real animals in the ring. Wow. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, circuses have found themselves uh, constrained by space. If you're setting up in the middle of center of town, you know, there's no space for the, for the animals to run. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, the nomadic character of circus life also put a strain on the animals like horses, which had to be loaded onto wagons and driven to the next town. Yeah, that's what they did. They were animals for the circus. <laughs> but we're trying to preserve magic of animals for children. So we're collaborating and we've got the 
the hologram of these animals that we're using and we can project someone who's no longer living into a holographic screen why can't we do it with animals well we can so that's where the idea came from so you'll still get the clowns and you'll still get the magicians but uh, i guess maybe you still get birds i'm not sure uh, i mean they said they stopped using animals real animals altogether uh in 2018 so that's pretty incredible so now they're gonna have to have uh you know the great visual illusion of all the animals as people come to the three ring circus or the one ring circus and you're gonna have to have uh you know horses and lions and tigers and bears oh my without there actually being any horses lions and tigers and bears oh my that might be fun uh, to see though so we got you know they say they're using 11 cameras arranged on the ceiling of the big top around the ring the high resolution images are projected into a fine mesh netting which surrounds the performance space when the lights go down the netting becomes almost invisible but the images pop up uh, live animals gave a thrill to the new technology also makes it possible for the circus to do something unexpected uh, whatever you can imagine it can be created by an animator or a graphic designer it can also be shown up in a circus so yay and the absence of animals now are the draw in and of itself so you get the you get the you get the clowns and you get the you get the magicians and i think you probably still get the acrobats but you don't get the animals so you're gonna have to live with it very sad very sad it's not very sad if you think about it on the animal side jeff i know i know we're supposed to care about the animals and i do i care about the animals but as humans and uh you know animals are there for us to do with what we want right right <laughs> so many animal people pissed right now sorry uh, sorry and get ready to forget all about hawaii because we have uh, an earthquake uh, in morocco that took place over the weekend and a 6.8 magnitude earthquake uh, struck morocco killing more than 2100 people in the country's deadliest quake in 60 years rescue efforts focused on uh, remote mountain villages near the epicenter of the earthquake while in the historic city of america uh, many residents concerned about the safety of their damaged homes slept outside for three nights straight countries around the world said they were prepared to send aid so uh, never mind about those fires in hawaii never mind about the fires uh, in canada never mind about the hurricanes down in florida we've got an earthquake in morocco to worry about okay all right good all right, I'm going to leave you with, uh, uh, this is kind of a joke of the day, but it's not really a joke of the day. This is a good idea. All right, and you could use this. Don't tell anyone about it. All right, just use it. <laughs> use it for your own plan, okay? I read about this this weekend, and I thought, that is a genius idea. It's not my idea. Don't get mad. Don't shoot the messenger. That's why they come up with messengers, Jeff. No, I know. I know, but just... Pretend like they don't and don't shoot the messenger, okay? So this is a great idea, and you just need to keep this in your back, back of your mind so when it happens, you're ready for it, okay? If a service dog approaches you and he's alone, 
That means that the owner can't move and is in trouble. Follow him or her, whatever service dog is, and then you can get a free wallet. Just something to keep in the back of your mind. That's all. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.